Hey, welcome back. It's Alana. And Jacqueline. And we're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Hi, guys. We've got a fun episode in store. We do. But before we get to that... We're going to talk about our Blasian report. Yeah, or in this case, the Sri Lankan Blasian report. Yes. I just want to say from, from Jackie and I, our hearts go out to the family of the victims of the bombings in Sri Lanka on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, the 21st. That just happened, I believe. The last time I read, I read in the New York Times, the death toll was somewhere around 310. Yep. With the death toll still rising. It's a terrible atrocity. It's a horrible, horrible massacre. It really is. And they're still trying to figure out so much information as to who's really behind this. Is it terror? Is it outside terrorists? It's it like a homegrown terrorist organization with ISIS ties. Again, like I feel like Birch is trying to figure out. Yeah. Little things here and there about we're trying to make sense of this. I think. Yeah. Just piecing it together. Uh you know, I think they they are trying to piece it piece by piece. And, you know, we're finding it out as they're finding out. But it is pretty tragic. Um, right. It was really scary to hear that news on Easter as I was driving to an Easter gathering. Yeah. And also Sri, Sri Lanka is, seems to be such a peaceful. I mean, I never knew too much about what was going on there politically or uh, other. They were engaged in a civil war. 10 to 20 years ago it wasn't really super in terms of like civil wars it wasn't a super long time ago all right yeah so i know they've had some strife definitely mm. all righty um, i think as someone who was raised catholic the idea of being murdered via suicide bomber or via just bomb yeah Yeah. like at your place of worship is such a horrifying terrifying feeling for me just like all the things that happened in new zealand you know schools and your religious place shouldn't have never been we touched on this before it should never be a place you fear to go for sure unfortunately time and time again especially with schools it's shown that Yes, these atrocities happen in schools. It, it's just, it's really, really tragic to me. Yeah, or I think about the fact that like 90% of my family was in church on Easter yeah, between, yeah. somewhere between the hours well, of also, 7 a.m. and 10, p- also 10 a.m. Also, too, like, the, like a couple hotels, like upscale hotels. That's right. You're going on vacation and, that's right. you know, then all of a sudden the place you're staying at explodes or, or who knows what. But but then, you know, it, it's, it's scary because... You're out there to have a good time, and yeah, thank spend. you for mentioning that because I definitely forgot about the fact that hotels were targeted, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think like focused six just on or the churches. eight places, and like all along Colombo too, like north, south, east, That's right. yeah, not just like centralized, like several bombings that were all planned specifically on that day. Um, so whoever's behind it or what's behind it is uh, is definitely. Uh, not, not good news. So Definitely not uplifting news. No. So let's change it around, well, shall we? Well, on the we? other hand, another Blasian report I just wanted to add because I've been following Andrew Yang, who's a Democratic um, contender for president. He had his first rally in downtown L.A. Um, on Monday, this Monday, I believe, the 22nd. Awesome. I really wanted to go, but uh, I couldn't. And he had quite a lot of people, and it was pretty pretty cool he's doing he's touring his it's called humanity first tour and he's got some really good policies and everyone should check him out if you haven't gotten a chance to so awesome yeah i exciting this is a very random sidebar but i Maisie hirono was on msnbc yesterday 
Mm-hmm. And I, every time that Maisie Hirono, she is the Japanese American, the Japanese born American politician. She's, yeah, yeah, Democrat, obviously. Yeah. Uh, anytime she's on TV, I can't help but think, you are a, a sleeper, low key candidate for a vice president. Anytime I see her on yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, to throw that out there and just say that anytime I see Maisie Hirono, I see a sleeper hit vice president. And I totally think that she should be. Right. It would be, be awesome to get some sort of Asian as a vice president, woman, man, president. She's and- a straight up G. I think you should be Maisie Hirono for Halloween. You think so? <laughs> yes. I don't know what, like how you'd make that very clear, but you know, whatever. Sorry. Uh, I digress. But okay. I have a little crush hey. on Maisie Hirono. She's she's pretty awesome. We definitely need more Asian in politics. And so I'm, For hoping, sure. I'm hoping Andrew Yang can really inspire people to get involved and do big things because we need Asian voices. Um, we are Americans after all. We've been in this country for over 50 plus years, decades now. And I was going to say, I think it's longer than that. Way longer. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so people remember. Um, but I think I think it's really good to start to, you know, start somewhere and to start with ourselves and putting our voices out there, I think is very important. Yeah. And representation is key. Mm-hmm. If you can't see it, then you can't be it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, OK, well, topic for the day. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Speaking of if you can't, I'm trying to twist what you just said. If you can't have it. You can hire it. Yeah, that works. (laughs) As with many things. Um, So this kind of has been going around uh, society or the news or, you know, kind of became popular. Conan O'Brien did a segment on it. I think it has over like five million views. He's really popular, but he actually went to Japan. Okay. And this whole bit, it's hilarious. You should watch it because he's hilarious. But he um, rented a family in Japan. You can do that in Japan. In Japan, you can do a lot of things that you can't do in the United States. Um, you can rent a lot of things, not just a family. You can rent just, just a friend. You can rent dogs. Um, Girl, you like can rent lovers cats. or some sort of. Yeah, you can rent um, soft. That's what it is. Yeah, like soft, not soft core, um, soft, warm, like companions that will maybe like cuddle with you. Right. Not necessarily have sex with you, you know. So there's a lot of niche categories and niche rental categories niche Woo-hoo. rental categories if uh if that's what you need mm-hmm. it is available um for renting um i so, need to rent a dog who can ride a unicycle Japan's i got bet it. i bet japan has it <laughs> that's one thing they have over us there you go um so uh, just real quick the definition um a rental family service, we're going to be mainly focusing on rental service today, rental family service, is a professional stand-in service that provides clients with actor or actors who portray friends, family members, or coworkers for social events such as weddings or to provide platonic companionship. Mostly just hand-holding and hugging if you want to have some sort of physical contact. Um, so it started... In- in Japan in the early 1990s. However, the history of renting anything like a human, I guess, of some sorts, um, dates back all the way to um, the at least Nero, who was the last Roman emperor of the Julio-Claudian dynasty. Um, and so he would um, rent... Uh, soldiers to attend and cheer on his performances. So wow. this idea of renting 
a civilian for certain needs mm-hmm. uh, has been around for quite a bit. Which he I hired no extras idea. in his own life. Yeah, like he, he hired he background players because yeah, he, he was the emperor, and if he didn't have real ones, he was gonna buy fake ones. Oh, I get guess. one, yeah. yeah. Um, so just like uh, like a, a brief little history from Wikipedia, um, the earliest known rental family service was offered by Japan Efficiency Corporation starting in the fall of 1991. Um, it started to train corporate employees, but after hearing complaints about unsatisfactory relationships began to also offer professional actors for soft, oh, that's called soft service, reaching others with a sympathetic heart. Um, so there's, it's this quote for the CEO. Um, it's a beautiful quote, quite sad, but real. He said, human love is basic to any society, but it's forgotten here in Japan. Japan has been a country where adults express their love with material gifts. We, in our 30s and 40s, were children who received love in the form of things. We did the same to our children once we became parents. What happened in the 1980s? Among other things, people realized material goods alone don't make them happy. They have begun to see what they've forgotten, what they never had. They don't know what to do about it yet. They're not sure. But renting a family is one of the things they've done. That's really honest and poignant and sad and moving and raw and and totally truthful because I'm with him in terms of wondering when did love and material possessions, when did we swap those two? Yeah. Because I don't think that's, that's, that that's just something limited to Japan. I think that happens a lot here in the United States as well. Absolutely. We just don't have the option to rent a companion or rent a person. Yeah. Yeah, as as I was really studying this, I kind of, if those of you who don't really understand Japanese culture, um, they like to keep private things private okay. in order to maintain a sense of honor. Um, okay. There is this, this sense of keeping things a certain way um, because you don't act, you, you don't go to your family members you don't review certain things because that's just not what you do okay Um, okay i follow yes and so you know if they are caught they have to like uphold tradition and uphold values and uphold honor so much so that they are caught if they are caught in a pickle they will revert to hiring someone okay to help them in that pickle otherwise or, or because they have to because they don't have anyone else to go to I have a question. Yes. So I'm having a hard time. You are my family. I, I can't. I can't uh, vent to you. I can't. Like that's not a thing that they do in Japanese right. culture. Like right. that's done. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Carry so on. because you you just don't expose yourself. Okay. Um, because it's your private world and it's your private life, and going to family for that is just not how things are done. Necessarily okay. not saying, obviously, I'm sure there are family members in Japan who are really open and transparent. But generally, mm-hmm. that's the culture. Got it. It's the culture. It's just like in Chinese culture, you will always respect your elders for the right. most part. Yeah, you know? for sure. No matter what. Um, so uh, there was a really famous documentary called Rent a Family, Inc. Um, it was a so Danish. incorporated behind this idea. Yeah, a right. Danish 
director was intrigued by it because he was in Japan and he found out from his Japanese friends or he found out somehow that you could rent a family. Mm-hmm. It was released six years ago. So you can actually see it, watch it on Vimeo right now. Oh, okay. That's really cool. I watched most of it already. Um, it's so fascinating. Um, so the opening scene is he's meeting with his client and they're going over his role, which is to be his husband, to be her, play her husband. Okay. And what happens in the beginning of the documentary is... Um, she is the woman is meeting her ex-husband and they are discussing this sort of savings or funding for the call it the kids for the kids that they have together. Okay. Um, but for whatever reason, this is the interpretation I got is that she couldn't do it without a man next to her. She had to have a man. Oh, because her husband walked in with a woman. I don't know if the woman was a lawyer. I don't know if the woman was his new wife. God. Oh, they don't say that. They don't say that. Not in the. Oh. That's how they they perceive it. So it seems like, um, you know, uh, she needed to present herself in a way mm-hmm. where she, in order to get what she needed from her ex husband, which it. is a part of the money for the kids for her to also have access to because they share custody. Apparently, right? She needed to present herself in a way where she had a husband. She had to uphold the status quo. Yes. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's also this idea of like no conflict in Japan. Everything is like meant to be very peaceful, very organized, very efficient. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times in order to be efficient or to keep no conflict, you can't necessarily show your feelings or show emotion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of the things is kept kind of underground and hush hush and secret, mm-hmm. which is why renting a family would make so much sense. Because in a way that that's a secret. You don't. No one's supposed to know that you're a fake family. No one will ever hopefully find out. How much, when you say rent a family, how much are we talking? What's the cost? If um, I wanted to rent a family for an event. I that- believe, I was reading this one article where this husband, this this um, gentleman lost his wife. And then him and his daughter had a fight and she never spoke to him again. And it had been like five or six years. Okay. And he found himself very, very lonely. Okay. So he ended up going to, I think he went to Family Romance, which is the biggest one. That's the one Conan O'Brien went to in his show. It's called Family Romance. Got it. And I think he rented his wife, his fake wife and his fake daughter for about $300 for like a setting. Like a, oh. like a, like a, like a oh, it's more affordable than I thought. I guess three hundred dollars. I, I guess it's, I mean, whatever you want to, if, if it brings you joy and pleasure and all the things that you know human connection works and yeah i mean three hundred dollars for having a fake family why not an hour with a high-end hooker in vegas will run you a thousand yeah. i'm just saying like like in terms of do you know people, what do you know about I've that heard, I, not, not personally i've just i've heard um but 300 to me i mean for renting essentially two bodies for yeah. a, a span of time yeah that sounds not terrible yeah it's pretty i mean if it works, it works, right? True. Um, so for the founder of Rent a Family, uh, Rent, geez, for the founder, a lot of F's in this, for the founder of Family Romance, I hope I'm saying his name right, Yuichi Ishii. Um, Sounds great to me. Told me that, um, told he, this is the art, this is uh, on the New Yorker. Um, he was getting interviewed. Uh, him and his cast actively strategize in order to engineer outcomes in which the rental family makes itself redundant in the, cli- in the client's life. He wants to sort of, it's funny because he wants to sort of like, he, he's creating this family romance, but he wants one day in a society for that not to be necessary. 
Interesting. Yeah. So like he's seeing the positive side of like one day people will be able to sort of do re- this on their own, do this on their own and, and, and go and sort of have these connections with their family members that they don't feel like they can have with their families now. Right. Um, so for him, it started about this article. Came, the New Yorker came out with this article about in 2018. So about says 11, but it's more like 12 years ago. A friend of Ishii's, a single mother, told him that she was having trouble getting her daughter into a competitive kindergarten because schools favored children whose parents were married. Got it. Ishii volunteered to impersonate the child's father at the school interview. This is obviously there was no such thing like this before. Right. The interview was not a success. The daughter wasn't used to him and their interaction was stilted. But it filled him with a desire to do better and to correct injustice by helping other women in his friend's situation. Looking around to see whether anyone had thought to start a professional service of this kind, he came across the website of a rental relative agency called Hagamashitai, which can be translated as I want to cheer you up was started in Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was started in 2006 by Ryuichi Ichinokawa, which is the guy that we follow in the documentary called The Family Inc. Um, he's a middle-aged former salary man with a wife and two sons. 5 years earlier, uh Ichi Ichinokawa had been deeply shaken by news of a stabbing at a private elementary school in the suburb of Osaka, in which 8 children around his son's age were killed. Such incidents are rare in Japan, and schools weren't equipped with appropriate counseling services. So Ichi Nokawa enrolled in a psychology course, hoping to come become a school counselor. Instead, he ended up launching a website that offered a counseling by email. From there, he branched down into renting relatives. A lot of problems, it seemed, were caused by the same. A lot of problems, it seemed, were caused by some missing person, and often the simplest solution was to find a substitute. Wow. So I have two questions, uh-huh. two two response questions. Yeah, is there a rehearsal that goes into because like because we're referring to these rented people as actors? Is there a rehearsal that goes into like leading up to the big events? They usually say no. No, uh, everything I've read, um, uh, has been there's like no preparation for their roles. They oh. just sort of say like these are the circumstances this is how you call them this is like your role as the daughter and they just are able to act naturally which this for me like says like a lot like goes a long way it's like are they just wonderful actors well that's what i'm saying is it because you know what it's like to be a mother or a girlfriend or a wife or a sister or a friend that you can just sort of do that well but but all those relationships look different right yeah everyone's a mom in a different way yeah i'm sure there are like some guidelines to follow got it and some things not to say and some things that they have to say or like Um, i wonder if these people get like a like sheet like if if i rented you i would then get a sheet that says jacqueline chung young um Western or Eastern medicine doesn't like anything not holistic. Doesn't smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't drink. The, um, um, you know what I mean? In Conan, when Conan O'Brien was going through his family members, he got to he like didn't like the look of this his one father, so he went to this. I know you need to watch it. It's so good. Um, so he went with this other father that didn't look as disappointing. Like he didn't feel like his father was so disappointed in him already just by looking at his Oof. face. And there was like a picture of them and their sheet, and it, of course it was all in Japanese. So I'm sure the sheet has. Some sort of like resume. Uh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I, and to me, it's so interesting that 
you know, there's children involved in this, like a 12 year old and an eight year old and they're making money. And it's just like, it's, it's so, I mean, Japan is so fascinating. I'm so fascinated by Japanese culture. It's, it's, it feels like such a, such, such an interesting, like, I feel like they're so hush hush about so much, Mm -hmm. but there's also so much that they are like openly okay with in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then these things, you know, rent a family, rent a friend, um, the all the, you know, the like there's like brothels that are just like not brothels or like whorehouses that are all just like sex dolls. They're not like even real people there. You know, you just go. I, mean, I, and, I think yeah. a brothel and a whorehouse is the same thing. I think it's pretty similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I meant like I meant like it's not real people. It's got robots. It. You go and you have sex with a robot, you know, ah, got like, it. just things like that. Like they're so advanced in a certain way. And. I don't know. It just blows my mind. Well, reading about this last night, it was re- it was a, a total mind fuck for me, and I had to really separate my own opinions on what a family is yeah. versus another person's definition of what a family could be. Right, because I think in, in our Western world, the idea that you have to hold up a certain image or hold up a certain situation, you will go as far as to hiring a person to play your father for me sounds very bizarre. Well, right, because if, you, if you're if you having a hard time and you can't go to your close family members, friends, loved ones, etc. Who do you go to? Right. Me. Like, uh, exactly. My thought is like, I, I can only turn to my family and my lovers and my friends. They are the ones I turn to. Totally agree. And if I don't, can't turn to them, I will find a way to figure it out on my own. But the idea of renting something or renting someone to replace that like it's something I've never even thought of. But I could also see the flip side of it being nice where if you are going through a really difficult time and you cannot bring yourself to be fully transparent with family, friends, loved ones, there is something about telling a complete stranger who is totally unbiased and and has no um, knowledge of you. Judgment, history, knowledge, all your previous You can really unload on these people because unless, let's say for sake of argument, unless you're not going to purchase them again, you'll never see them again. Right. Well, you're not purchasing. Uh, I'm sorry. Renting, (laughs) renting, renting. (laughs) Yes. If you're not going to rent them again, you're not going to see them again. Yes. Yeah. And if you need to hire them for specific reasons, like a lot of people will hire mourners for funerals. Um, to cry, Got it. Or to be there for you for whatever important situation, whatever all of a sudden sort of um, like a big day at work or a big event in your life that you need someone or some someone or something, I guess something like a dog or yeah. whatever. Um, affection. Affection to really be able to play that part because they know what to do because they, they're Japanese and they live in society and they're not connected to you in a way where... If they found out what you were doing that day, they would treat you differently because right. they're not your family. Members. That that is fascinating to so, me. So yeah, that's what there's a really good article um, in the the Atlantic.com where Yuichi, the founder of Family Romance, gets interviewed. But there's this bit where he says that he believes that family romance helps people cope with unbearable absences or perceived deficiencies in their lives. An increasingly isolated and entitled society. That's the key word right there. Oof. The CEO predicts the exponential predicts the exponential growth of his business and others like it. As as a a la carte human interaction becomes the new norm. An a la carte human reaction. Interaction. Interaction. Alcar human interaction. What a comes the new phrase. norm. What a phrase. 
But I do feel like in our Western world, human interaction is becoming more and more optional. Say that again? I do feel like in our Western world, human interaction is becoming more and more optional, depending on... technology. Yeah, or the way that you've structured your life. I mean... Totally. You know, back in our grandparents' time and day, working from home, unless you were a stay-at-home mom, was not really a thing. Mm -hmm. Now, a ton of millennials work from home. A ton of professionals either work from home or work remotely, because that's a a new... um, golden ticket slash like I'm a millennial ha 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 this is how I'm doing this this thing called life and work and work life balance yeah um it's just a crazy thought to me because when you originally brought this topic up to me I was like wait rent a family in Japan well I'm black so there's no way that it's gonna be (laughs) the family that would look like belongs to me right but if you really wanted to you could they would just be Asian Right, but I yeah. couldn't bring. I but then at that, I couldn't bring them home to the United oh, States. Oh, I couldn't be like, home home. oh, well, here, yeah. the Websters, no, no, no. These are the Websters, don't you know? Oh, I see what you mean. There was no way. Yes, if for you, like publicly in the world. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you really need, if all of a sudden you got a job and all of a sudden you were leaving Japan for the rest of your life, and you needed some sort of, and your father died and you missed your father and you needed a father, you could hire a Japanese father to be there and have dinner with you when you got home. It's true. You can even go as far as giving him your house key and when he comes home, when you come home, he is there and he has dinner for you ready and he's sitting at your dinner table and you guys hang out like daughter and father. Wow. I know. It's amazingly That's... awesome and weird and creative and yeah. Like, what a way to really make it a win-win situation for everyone in a very bizarre way, I guess. Um, like, there's this really good example. Uh, again, the founder of Family Romance gets interviewed in The Atlantic. And I'm going to kind of speak about or read the interview. Um, so they kind of go into it a little bit. Um, so Morin, the interviewer, says, asks him, when was your first success? Yuichi. I played a father for a 12-year-old with a single mother. The girl was bullied because she didn't have a dad, so the mother rented me. I've acted as the girl's father ever since. I'm the only real father that she knows. Morin, is this ongoing? Yuichi, yes. I've been seeing her for eight years. She just graduated high school. Morin, does she understand that you're not her real father? Yuichi, no. The mother hasn't told her. Morin, how do you think she would feel if she discovered the truth? Yuichi, I think she would be shocked. If the client if the client never reveals the truth, I must continue the role indefinitely. If the daughter gets married, I have to act as her father in that wedding. And then I have to be the grandfather. So, I always ask every client, are you prepared to sustain this lie? It is the most significant problem our company has. I would imagine. Can you imagine? I would Im- that or not imagine? Yeah. Well, 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 that's when it gets hairy. Because renting a family mm-hmm. for a single event, uh, okay, I get it. Well, also too, I get it too. If you like the example I said before, you're a grown man. Your fa- your wife died. You have a, fa- a daughter who doesn't talk to you anymore. You want companionship. Right. You kind of create this for you. You know it's a lie, and you know that these aren't real because you are spending your money. But when you're that little girl, you have no control of. When your mom hired this father or when you had her father, mm-hmm. she had no choice. Yeah, not only does she have no choice, I mean, the bigger question is asked then, 
if she ever finds out, how will this affect her? Right. Because essentially, mom in this situation said, I know it's best for my child. It's best to sustain this Because lie. she's been bullied or she's been this, you know, uh, totally. whatever it is, because she didn't have a father. Right. I'm not, I'm not knocking at all. Like, yeah. it's totally justifiable. But how that then affects your child is something that she can't control. Right. And that's what I think scares me about that particular situation. Right. Yeah. It's just like, find, I don't know if it's the same. I, I would never know and I'll never know, but it's just... Adoption? Of, yeah, it's like finding out you're adopted and you're like 30, right? Right. Or you find out that your mother is actually your real mom's sister and that your, your real mom left you or gave you up because she was 16. Like, you know, we've all heard these stories and I've encountered people like this before and have been really curious as to what they went through psychologically psychologically yeah you know resentful and betrayal and anger and all the things all the things that come with that uh you know i i think that would be my only sort of concern with this creative situation that they have found themselves to be successful at is in the case of an eight-year-old child who doesn't know who her real father is or doesn't know that this father is fake mm-hmm. um then what because that can have psychological damage right. for the future right and and then could impact her as an adult when she has kids or who she decides to be the father of her kids for sure like all of those things that you're saying are essentially like the thought that was in my mind yeah my other question or, or thing i was wondering was let's say that someone is replacing family members that no longer talk to them right do you then if you're like looking to replace someone temporarily do you have to get someone that resembles mm-hmm. this person. Yeah, okay, so, so that is example, still there. Yeah, in this example that I read, you're able to be, you're able to, well, that in that example, he requested that his wife be about, I think, 5'4", five, 5'2", five, and a little plump, because that's and what his, plump. and it was so cute, because that's what his wife was. Got it. He requested that the daughter be a certain way, and I think they might do like a test like a meeting and then they might have to like tweak a couple things like apparently his daughter he hired was a little too fashionable and she sort of maybe more plain jane please (laughs) maybe yeah i mean that's what it sounds like Um, to me and the wife and the daughter call him dad you know call him father all these like loose scripts that you have to stick by i would assume got it let's say um you know i'm your your best friend dies or something and then you hire me I called you a certain way, you would request me to call you a certain way. Right. Totally. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's just what a like, I love that quote that he said that they have found a way to sort of um, find a temporary solution to the loneliness that this society is now increasingly feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If that's gonna, if it's gonna fix anything, to be perfectly honest, um, a lot of people predict that you know eventually Japanese people will go more so more more than any other race right now will go instinct because they aren't having kids. Um, oh. Yeah, Japan's population is, I think, the first country to actually like be predicted. And however, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm sure I've read it and I've heard about it, but in so on many years. Um, their population will like decrease half in size or something crazy oh. like that, and eventually Japan or at least Tokyo will more will most likely be um, like a land of foreigners because um, there's already a lot of foreigners right. there. But more and more, I don't know about the countryside, but 
younger people aren't having kids younger mm-hmm. people aren't um necessarily wanting to have kids even i think there is a part of society there that maybe are they're infertile okay all of that included with what's happening in their society is causing the population to decrease immensely so you know it, it is it is quite sad but it's real. it's a crazy thing to think about i know and you wonder how i know that's not american because if that were happening in America and you were renting an ex-wife or you renting a wife, you know people would be leveling up. <laughs> like my wife, oh, she's five foot eight, size zero to two, you know, right. tiggle, babies in a nice booty. Yeah. She's all the right. way ten. Right? Like the Japanese people are so simple in a way as well, which I then I even find more fascinating because mm-hmm. there's this complexity behind their simpleness. And then when you go more even deeper into their traditions and their values and then like the sexual part, which is like crazy, you know, they're the only Asian country that legalizes porn. But the porn is like the genitals are all um, ugh, like, what do you call pixelated? So you can't even see the genitals. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's, just, it's just really, really huh. fascinating. Um you know, uh, people are obsessed with Japanese women. A lot of Asian women tend to want to emulate Japanese women culture. Like, Got it. it's this. It's just so. And, and then you think about history and World War One, World War Two, and it's just it's super super fascinating to me. However, doing my research, um, I have it here somewhere. Um, I was shocked to find out that uh, as as this um, history. As I was reading the history, um, that eventually, so by 2009, there were around 10 rental family services agency in Japan. It's pretty cool. In 2010, CNN reported that some Chinese companies were hiring foreigners to serve as employers and partners, hmm. um, employing, implying the, pre- the presence of overseas business connections. Um, companies... Um, are able to encourage real estate investment deals because of the mere presence of foreigners outside major cities imply that a region is attracting international attention. All right. Um, some personal advertisement in China has offered rental services to serve as partners so the client's parents would not worry about their continued single status. Oh, my God. Especially at holidays. Wow. The legal status of such rentals is questionable in China where it is legal to offer services and labor, but the body cannot be rented as a subject of a business contract. Got it. Um, some of the friend rental platforms were noted to potentially facilitate prostitution, which is illegal in China. I'm not surprised. Um, where else? Oh, there was... Um, I am going down this real quick. There is this rental agency in France... That offers grandparents to, I think, adopted or fostered kids. Oh, that's cute. Or I think up to months to a year's um, contract. Um, that's really, there's something really cute about that. Like happy old people that are just like, you know, I'll take on a grandson or daughter. Why not? Yeah. I know, it's really cool. And then, I didn't know this, but th- apparently in 2009, there was a rent-a-friend service that was launched in America. Oh, yeah. As a result of all totally. this. As a direct result of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went online and I was, like, really curious about it. Um, but, yeah, you pay a monthly membership and people who want to 
be rented as friends we'll do like a free yeah profile and if you're looking for one you can get paid depending on obviously pay the membership and i think whatever friend you're renting gets paid per hour or something like that and there were like real accounts on there um uh, it makes sense that, you know, in America, you just you would rent a friend and not a family like you said. Yeah, totally. I have a friend, though, in the Bay Area that he was part of something that was similar to rent a friend, but it was rent a walking buddy. Oh. So if you wanted to take a walk or maybe you wanted to get some exercise and you didn't want to do it alone, you would essentially hit up a an app like right. rent a walking buddy. And it would be just like Uber. Like, who's the closest person? Oh, it's going to be Joe Schmo. Oh, he's, you know, a half mile away or a mile away. Yeah. yeah, he'll Uber and meet you at your house and go on a walk, you know, like, yeah. or whatever. That's so interesting. And he said it paid pretty well. And it was a yeah, lot of people said were... older people, either people who have, like, lost spouses right. or older women who needed to walk pets but didn't want to do it alone but also didn't want to pay a pet walking service oh, they were still able to do it right, 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 right. and i thought it was fascinating yeah but yeah it, it doesn't surprise me that in the united states renting a friend is one thing renting a family our culture is not there yeah. yet yeah it right. just not yeah. if it will ever be there but right. i think that i mean if you think about renting a family member around holidays Mm -hmm. or going to a wedding when those sorts of funerals yeah or i guess renting a partner if you're going to a wedding or a holiday Mm -hmm. or yeah or a holiday event just think of the amount of stress that would be alleviated if you could just rent a person you wouldn't have to feel those annoying questions from your nosy aunt and uncle about when are you gonna have babies? When are right. you gonna get married? Yeah. Do you think you're ever gonna get married? Like, like, like you're from the fifties. I'm just saying because I, because those people exist. You know those oh, people yeah. exist. Did Tracy come to the wedding with anybody? <laughs> oh yeah. Did he look like a catch? No. I've never oh heard man. This from you before. It's, I but like I because I imagine that the the nosy aunt that asks the questions like that. Sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think of it. I think of it like a win-win too. I mean, I'm in desperate need for some money. I think I'm a great person. I think I get along really pe- with people. I'm pretty open. I, if I do say so myself, I'm a great actor. I have a my. BFA you should hop on this rent friend site. I'm playing a role right now. Ah, sorry. <laughs> no, I, okay. I believed it. So you really would... <laughs> should hop on that site. I'd be more than happy to meet new people and have a platonic relationship and make some money and go and enjoy and work and. And have a good time and, you know, uh, be a service of this person who needs a date or a companion or a friend for whatever situation that's really important in their life. What like why? Like I can see how on the other end of it, you know, people who are are offering their services in that sense, how it could work. Um, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I'm someone that has a lot of fuck it in me. So I'm someone that's like, oh, you want to rent a friend? Go ahead and do that. Someone has something to say about it? Fuck them. Yeah. Are they signing up to be your friend? Right. No, because they're making fun of you because they're an asshole. So you do you. Exactly. And do it to the cows come home. Yeah. And anyone that has a problem with it, again, fuck them. Yeah. It's your life. Right, exactly. What does you renting someone have to do with them? Totally. And so I think with all of this, I think for me, it really was... It was really like pushing my mind and my heart to be open to a completely different culture that has somehow found maybe a temporary, maybe a permanent solution to whatever needs they need right now, um, which is different for everybody along all like the entire spectrum, along all ages, all genders, all situations. Um, And I think that if it's bringing them joy or happiness to a certain degree, then, you know, I'm in full support of it. 
Totally. Yeah. That's Anyways, guys, we I've I've always been fascinated by this this topic and she I know has. I've always kind of brought it up to Lana. There's like always these random articles that pop up on BBC or CNN and I'm always I like I get notified by them and I read it right away. Um so if you are ever feeling lonely and want to test it out in your Japan, I think it would be a really cool experiment. Um uh and fun, I think. I mean, Conan did it just to prove to people that it exists and he yeah was, it, i mean everyone was talking about it i think when that video came out about a year and a half ago um and a lot of a lot of other uh news sites have covered this topic before but mm-hmm. we wanted to bring it to you um just in case you didn't know much about it or you know just a change of we're not talking about any other topic except uh, no. That'll be next week. We'll be depressed again. <laughs> right, right, depressed. Right, right. It's all right. <laughs> we'll keep it light this time. Yeah. But hey, it's hard to meet people out here. It really is. I mean, I, I mean, I was thinking you were saying you were talking, and I just thought like this. I'm sh- everyone can relate to this universal sense of loneliness. Yeah. And so think about it that in that way, but either exponential or expanded. And if you have the ability to pay for someone to heal that or be there for you why not you know for sure if you're famous full of assholes just rent one yeah right on (laughs) and on that note this episode was produced by christian humes over at zeitheist thank you christian we are the black and yellow podcast you can find us on the gram at black and yellow podcast or you can find us individually and share secrets with us i am alana (laughs) webster at renegade of fun i'm jacqueline chung young on the gram we're also on itunes and spotify please press that little subscribe button if you like our topics you like what we're talking about rate and review let us know what you think about our show we'd love to hear from you or strangers tell us your deepest darkest secrets yeah. <laughs> have you entered family we want to know about it <laughs> anyways guys have a good one we will talk to you next week bye guys bye